I'm going to kick things off with a geology fact. Okay, that's the ground for those who don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's a ground-related fact or yeah. ground pseudo, pseudo. You'll see. <laughs> so <laughs> this is how to get started. <laughs> So you know how if you ever need to destroy something, like really destroy it, you uh-huh. throw it into a volcano. It's kind of like a known thing. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that's what I personally do. Yeah, I imagine you do the same that, thing, right? I mean, sure. Like, you know, the la- the lake of lava that sits in the crater at the top of the volcano and you like one of the classic Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I can of, imagine that would destroy something. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also like it's like a famous thing that happens in stories is that something gets thrown in the volcano or maybe somebody gets sacrificed into the volcano or whatever. It's a thing that happens. Ah, yes. People were sacrificed into volcanoes. I or, or maybe that's... they're like tied up and then they have to escape from being dangled over the lava lake. Sure. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, but I recently learned a, a problem with that uh, oh, scheme, oh no. so to speak. A problem with that. Um, the Just one, one main problem. Actually, there's two problems, but <laughs> Just, one of the problems. Just one problem with that. Um, and the bigger, big one is that, fun fact, volcanoes, even active ones, almost never have a lava lake in them. Like that basically never, almost never happens. Oh, that's a bummer. This right? is bummer corner. This is, I, it's, I almost feel bad for saying it's a fun fact. It's kind of a not fun fact. Yeah, this is an unfun fact. Because in my mind, all those volcanoes out there, they were just like, they had a circular bubbling. Yeah, everybody lava knows. Lake sitting there. The canonical, the canonical like volcano. Yeah, if it's like draw a volcano. You're like, yeah. Okay, well, the, the shape of the size and the circle and then the bubbling. Yeah. yeah 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 so i was kind of crushed by that but i thought it was interesting and i and so i was like okay i want to really learn about this a little bit um and uh out of the 1300 active volcanoes in the world and of course that's like, a lot um, of course there's also like many thousands of extinct volcanoes in yes. addition to those um but of the 1300 volcanoes that geologists think could in theory be active um uh-huh. there's only like half a dozen lava lakes on earth at a time well, okay. Well, at least there's some. There, there are some, and so what they tend to be is like normally brief, right? There's like an eruption, and there's like a lava lake for a very brief period of time, and then it solidifies into rock. Oh, I see. So the reason that there's not at any one time was the crucial thing there. So you're saying at any one time, six of those volcanoes will probably have a vo- a, la- a lake. Yeah, and it's like plus or minus different six though, right? Like it changes. Yeah. So there's there's some that. Like the thing that's particularly rare is like a persistent lava lake that like lasts for like weeks, months, years, sometimes. Uh, like, mm-hmm. f- how long do they usually last? Some minutes or minutes? Uh, oh man, how am I gonna? <laughs> All right, exactly. You're like, okay, well, we're gonna have to bring our. <laughs> Where am I gonna throw this r- cursed ring? <laughs> to all right, get some coordinates. Yeah, well, how am I gonna get rid of the of... volcano that's like in the middle of erupting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, in 2019, it recently discovered lake. In the Antarctic. Mm, in the uh, Antarctic. In the Ant Antarctic. <laughs> it's hard in the to Antarctic. say. In the Antarctic. In the in Antarctic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Increased that tally. It actually reached a high of eight. Oh, there were eight uh, at a time. Eight at once. Um, but they're often coming and going. So one of the most like famous and most persistent is the uh, in the big uh, island of Hawaii, Kilauea. Mm-hmm. 
if you're familiar with it or with maybe heard I of it. I am. Yeah. Um that which is like famously like a great volcano in terms of like observing volcanoes because it has this top very five volcanoes. Top of volcanoes definitely. Yeah. Um in that instead of it like having this really really uh thick magma that is like uh creates just like more and more and more pressure and then it all explodes all at once it has this tendency to have kind of like a slow and steady it's kind of frequently oh. erupting in small amounts and so there isn't like this uh giant explosion that destroys everything there typically this just kind of blah 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 so is that out. volcano is that like the canonical volcano that is the reason why we think this is the way it is that's i poked into that a little bit i i i there's a, a volcano in nicaragua that maybe is uh a theory of like why they're um like th- this idea of uh lava lake that uh maybe people could get thrown into or whatever is part of the popular imagination because apparently in like the 1600s it had a, like a one kilometer lava lake like around That's, when what is that in real colonization so is that like three feet Three yeah, miles. three to six feet. <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's like a couple of miles across, like, like a, one and a half. It's like mile. a six point six two miles. Yeah, okay, point uh, six mile wide uh, lake of lava. Yeah, um, that's big. And that was in around when people were getting excited about their lava situations. I don't. I didn't go the my. I didn't go and do like the literature search about like references to people being held over lava lakes. But oh, I wish uh, you had. In but that's the, okay. in 1600s was when obviously a bunch of colonized European colonizers coming into South America mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I could imagine mm-hmm. this is now very much into speculation corner. That so maybe, we, but, but no, but can we blame this on European colonization? Because oh, into that. I feel like we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, on, do I'm on that team for sure. Of just like <laughs> uh, one story about one lava lake, and maybe there was something relating to that. Then yeah. just becoming this distorted become idea. Ev- everything that, that yeah. Uh, yeah, that jungles always have uh, yeah. um, bubbling volcanoes with lava lakes in them. But yeah, so that's like one of the two main problems with uh, uh, destroying things by throwing them into lava lakes. Okay, so my number one problem why I can't drop my dangerous ring in my... Well, the number one problem is because it's slowly poisoning my mind and uh, filling it with the thoughts of not destroying it. Right, yeah, the curse right. itself, it very strongly encouraging you not to drop it into that, a volcano. That's the number one reason. But the second reason is that it, I would head for one volcano, and especially in a sort of pre-digital age, I wouldn't necessarily know if there would be a lake of fire there until I got there. And then it's like even more walking than I'm already doing, which yeah, it's is fairly challenging. As we know, a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just mostly walking. But so, what? What's the second reason that it's not a good place to do it? Yeah. So let's say you do you trek to the Congo. I mean, yeah. Let's say I do climb up to the lava lake of I'm doing it Mount Niragongo. I'm doing it. That which sounds is apparently awesome. one of the famed lava lakes, one of the best places. If you do want to see one, we want to throw something in, and you you have some object that you destroyed. Maybe it's a printer that it just won't work and you need to <laughs> what? what i'm i'm not taking a printer i don't know maybe you have a different relationship with printers than i do <laughs> i'm not taking a printer to a lake in the in the jungle in, in the jungle of rwanda or wherever you maybe have had better success with printers than i have if that I, doesn't oh, seem that like looks cool. really cool by the way it's pretty cool i will put a link to this of Niragongo. that's a pretty it is cool. a pretty cool one it, it's the kind of thing that you would like imagine like it, it captures the imagination and it's been erupting since may of 2021 which is pretty cool, and it like yeah. it has that circular lava lake. Like when you when you kind of dr- it's yeah. what I want out of a lava lake. Yeah, it's ticking all the boxes. Yeah, so if, it you, really if you're is. gonna do that, 
uh, yeah, with my, and then with my printer. You throw your printer um, uh, into the 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 lava lake, mm-hmm. then it would not sink because mm. the the lava, even though it's liquid, is made out of rock and it's as heavy as rock. And so, unless you still throw something oh. in there that's heavier than rock. It'll just sit on top. Now, I mean, imagine the printer would probably be worse it would for break. wear. <laughs> like, because rock is—if I threw it at any rocks from any distance, it would break. Yeah, but yeah, and and also like the other rocks, it would also sit on top. It it's also melt. very hot, so it'd probably be plastic. Would probably be melting and things like that. Yeah. But like, yeah. you're you're in imagination, or at least in my yeah. imagination, when I'm throwing a cursed object into a volcano. Yeah, no it doubt, sinks it, into the lava. Yeah, especially if it's a you know a poor poor young person who. Or if it's like maybe like a, I don't know, um, some sort of villainous machination, you know, or like a, a Terminator situation or something like this, uh-huh. right? It's going to sink down into the lava and be like super destroyed. Um, but no, it would like make a puddle on top of the lava, which is just not the vibe. I don't know to me. No, and especially for a gold ring, because would it even be hot enough to? It probably would still melt it, right? It looks like. For quick uh, evaluation to my, you know, reaching into my own personal experience with the melting points of, of things and yeah, uh, I mean, you're well, the volcano. Well, well known to be an expert in this. Yeah, area. from that my PhD in that. <laughs> That's right. I um, mean, this is literally what you, ten years of your life gone. Melting point of gold uh, is about a thousand degrees uh, Celsius, and yeah. lavas range in temperature bracketed on either side of that. 800 to 1200 so depending on the lava and the exact circumstance then it may or may not melt and well how does melting work if it goes to 800 and it's in there for a longer will it then melt or never melt melting does not work like that uh, I, I think you you could just sort of intuit that yourself of in terms of like well if i have some ice uh and i bring it to like Okay, well, if Fahrenheit, you're thinking Fahrenheit. So you bring some ice up to like 28 mm. degrees Fahrenheit. So it's like four yeah. degrees below. But then you leave it there for a really long time. Will it melt? <laughs> well, what, I'll call that. What if, I, what if it's 800 degrees in the lava, but then I throw 200 degrees of fire and the ring in? If you throw a bucket containing 200 <laughs> degrees of fire. <laughs> uh standard units uh obviously yeah, would that would that work <laughs> whatever that means i'm just gonna say yes because the idea of having a, of being able to like pour degrees of fire yeah just like, i've got these fire gonna, degrees and like then because like the existence of of, a, of being able to like dole out degrees of fire yeah. then means thing answers brings up interesting questions like what if you only had two degrees of fire like would it be hot yeah or would just be really brief or i mean it'd be hot i just i just love this i love but not this. this is good <laughs> i feel like 800 degrees of uh mm. would be more likely so if lava tends to range between 800 to 1200 degrees mm. then um and gold melts at a thousand i would expect mm. the lava lake to be probably on the cool side for lava because mm. it's like sitting exposed to the air mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go and say that you would have a serious risk of throwing the gold ring into the lava lake and it not even melting. I'm wow. like, wouldn't that be just after going all the way? I mean, I walked a combo. long way, Alan. Like, it was a lot of walking. You climbed Mount Niragongo. I climbed Mount Doom Niragongo. Yeah. And then it's just like, sit, the gold nothing. ring's just sitting there. A big 
bunch of nothing. Although I'm, I'm pretty sure gold is heavier than most rocks, so it maybe would oh, maybe sink. Oh, maybe sink, but, but maybe it's stays hotter. <laughs> but is it hotter maybe below? Yeah, probably. And also, certainly nobody is going to go... Yeah, because heat sinks. I mean, I think everybody knows that. Famously. But also, uh, <laughs> no one's going to go in there to find it. Well, so. I feel like throwing the, the cursed gold ring into the volcano, and then it's sinking but not melting unintuitively, and then the mm. hero going, eh, close enough, just opens you to, <laughs> like, hour and years later, the villain in, like, a Indiana Jones style, they're all, like, digging into the volcano to, like, access the ring, and they, like, see on their sensors or something like that like we're gonna get the ring yeah but that's how we have the sequel yeah so i i feel like that's that's a win yeah yeah all right well i feel like i feel like we're gonna get a pretty good place then yeah i agree yeah i feel like we've gotten all the key important facts about lava lakes the lack thereof but in the rare circumstance that you find one what it may or may not be able to do for you yeah so i i also have a it, it my fact also involves heat. Mm. So we couldn't have set it up any better. I mean, it's really just, you know, it, it, the show basically does itself this week, <laughs> this, this month. What, what, what cadence are we on? <laughs> Weekly, monthly. <laughs> when we get that Patreon money, then we'll be doing it. When we get that, that Patreon money, mm-hmm. it's, we're, we're on. When it finally street. comes through. <laughs> yeah. The, we're just, it's all being held up. Mm-hmm. Our tens of thousands of hundred dollars a week patrons mm-hmm. are. Just not getting the content they paid for. So uh, the other day I was, I had a question in my heart. Mm. Yeah. And the question was about my dishwasher. Oh, okay. Uh, this is an area of interest for me. That's what I thought. I've, I feel like I'm sort of in your, t- you know, on your turf. So yeah. I hope, I hope that's okay. No, I like it. But I had, yeah. So I had a dishwasher question and my question was uh, when I put all my dishes in the dishwasher and I put my plastic in containers and things in my dishwasher mm, and then i run the I dishwasher is going why are my plastic things not dry yeah that's a great question the plastic stuff's covered in beaded water everything else is dry i have my own theory about that i've i've had my own theory about this do you want to know my theory or should i keep it to myself yes no so, maybe you got it right you probably got it my right. theory it. was that the plastic has low thermal mass so that it cools down really fast whereas the dishes stay hot like the ceramic stuff stay hot and so it drives off yeah you're basically right yeah, so okay. pla- so fun fact sorry that's like makes it less fun <laughs> no it's totally fine fun fact plastic containers don't fully dry in most dishwashers because they have a lower thermal mass than ceramic mm. or metal mm. now so i wanted to know about this forever right so i did some googling some actually i did some ecosiaing mm-hmm. as we know and i i i ended up in a reader's digest hole oh that's not i'm i'm familiar with very I've wikipedia holes tv yeah. tropes holes wiki imdb holes. hole yeah often the wiki how holes. never been in a reader's digest no. hole before no but but to begin with i got an answer to the question and it is what you said but what i found more interesting so uh, just to explain it, so the plastics have a lower thermal mass, which means that they cool faster during the dry cycle than the metal and ceramic. Mm. And once it's cool, all of the moisture that starts to form the condensation on the outside doesn't have time to dry, like to evaporate at that point because it's not on a hot enough surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right. And that's really interesting. But apparently the the newer dishwashers, they do dry. 
newer even like very new because my dishwasher is only a couple years old mm-hmm. they have a new they have some newfangled some technology. new dryers some new dishwashers do have them dry and they do it by basically varying like detecting you know what's going on in there and varying it varying it like varying, varying the dry time oh they just keep dry or varying the temperature and they just go longer yeah. Well, I think but, a lot of dishwashers, at least used to, not even have any concept of drying itself other than just like the water's really hot. And so it'll, they assume that the dishes will, it'll evaporate off the dishes, that there's no like drying mechanism, if that makes sense, in, in, well, like, so, in older dishwashers anyway. Apparently, uh, there's some new GE dryers, n- not a sponsor, that, <laughs> uh, that, that uses dual wattage heating elements and smart algorithms to adjust the level of heat and the time for, of drying for maximum efficiency and reliability. Hmm. Okay, and the idea is that that can make it. Right, but what I found... Actually dry the plastics. Really interesting in this first article, before I descended into the hole, hmm. was that apparently the reason why dishwashers didn't dry plastic well, other than the literal technical reason I mentioned, is because all dishwashers were designed using a standard test load uh, which doesn't include plastic items. Well, that's just, these people do not have kids. <laughs> right. It just seems so unbelievably outdated to like not not develop with plastic items. People that's what people put in their dishwashers. I don't know if I had a lot of plastic items before I had kids. I guess we have sometimes we'll have like food container. Uh, yeah, I guess like the Tupperware containers and stuff. If you have first of all, a lot of people we have both plastic and glass food containers. Mm. But a lot of people have plastic. Yeah. Anyone and with kids has lots. Anyone with kids. But my parents have plastic, too. And then with kids, yeah, it's like lunchboxes and plates and everything's plastic, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you know. Anyway, so then I, I was... But I was in a hole now. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're learning about this from Reader's Digest. Yeah. So my second... The ads in between the Reader's Digest. <laughs> my second Reader's Digest fun fact about dishwashers mm-hmm. that I have now tested... And you probably already know this because you are way into dishwashers, but I tested this over the last few days. I'm excited to hear. Fun fact, Mm. there are some proper procedures to making sure your dishes actually get clean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have a list of things that I learned that I have now tested and I and I can co-sign that these things make a difference. All right. Let's so you're going to lay on uh, on us some dishwasher usage tips, some dishwasher usage tips. Okay. So first of all, you don't need to pre-rinse things anymore. People pre-rinse. I pre-rinsed. I just, but for the most I just, part, I just, I wasn't quite a sigh, but I just definitely breathed. <laughs> I know. I heard it. For the most part, you do not need to pre-rinse things anymore. It, I mean, I would say get the active, you know, food out of there. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, if you have a cereal bowl from the morning and it's got crusted on stuff, just leave it. It's fine. Secondly, don't put dishes on the top rack. What? Don't Tell put me more like, about that. plates and things on the top rack. Oh, you mean just put cups and... Uh, cups and maybe bowls. Well, can, tell me more about what not... So bowls are not dishes? I guess cups... I guess... I guess... No, I guess... I don't... Yeah, I guess... Uh, let me let me see what they actually said in the in the article. Maybe dishes is the wrong word. Maybe I'm using an incorrect That feels word. a little overbroad. Let's see. Your water isn't... You load some dishes on the... Dishes should always go on the bottom rack. Yeah. I mean, don't put dishes on the top rack. Okay, so that's so they on the top rack you're putting cups. The top rack is for cups and like uh spatulas and you know serving spoons, big spoons and like, you know, 
uh, tongs and things like that. Okay. Third, and this was the one that, that, oh, and, and a corollary to that, don't put glasses and mugs on the bottom, even if you just like run out of room. Well, it, it kind of screw up like all the printing on them. Uh, but also you're just not going to get any water into them because they're the top rack is designed. The reason you do it this way is because the top rack is designed to have water shoot up into it from below. Does that not happen from the bottom rack? I don't think so. Where, where does the water or, get shot into the bottom rack? Uh, I think, well, I think it's more the, maybe it's the angle. I mean, or guy down there. Someone recently put a video up of what happens inside a dishwasher. So we should all, we should all I watched, I watched a video. Like I, I started, YouTube has got big enough that you say like, oh yeah, the guy with the, what happens inside a dishwasher video. But it's like actually five different guys doing that with five different dishwashers, giving you probably conflicting tips. <laughs> um, but the one that I watched, uh, he'd like cut the side of it open and was <clears throat> running it and he would give various tips. None of which were the tips that you just gave. Um, what Reader's Digest says is that the tines are designed to hold plates on the bottom in a way that maximizes the number that will fit and to make sure hot water passes through to ensure proper cleaning trying to cram plates on the top can interfere with how other other items fit and are cleaned so i guess they're really only when they say dishes they mean plates hmm. Hmm. which is that's bad that's bad because i do put bowls on the what about top. the what about the little plates though they have a picture with the little plates on the top, so I don't know. So, but like, I don't. Now, I think I'm getting more and more confused because, like, they're saying don't put like 12 inch dinner plates into the six inch top rack. <laughs> this, is, this is their pro tip. And you're like, I tried it and it seemed good. Okay, I guess you shouldn't put glasses and mugs on the bottom because they have bottle wash jets that shower water deep into hard to reach areas on the top. Hmm. i don't know this is getting more and more specious <laughs> but the, the the biggest tips that i found so the thing is that you personally notice a difference yeah the ones that i really noticed a difference were uh number one the number one one don't have all your dishes and bowls face the same direction what yeah so what you want is everything to face the center of the dish oh yeah yeah sorry so i was going like plates one side to the other yeah and bowls one side to the mm-hmm. other. But the spray comes from right? the middle, so you want... But it comes from the middle, so you want to surround the middle. And the minute I did that, I didn't need to pre-rinse things anymore. Mm-hmm. The other big one was, don't... And I never did this, but it makes perfect sense. Don't separate your silverware into into different types. Like, just mix them who, all. Who does, what do you mean by... You mean, like, put all your forks in one thing? Like, put all the spoons in one place, put all the forks in another place, put all the knives oh, in Oh, I've never heard of... Why did you, Why would you do that? Who does that? I'm sure okay. some people do that because of... Because you did you that. Know, or, no, I never did that, but it feels like something someone some would do for organizational purposes. I mean, certain category per... Sure. Because, like, I, I don't know about you, but I, like, tend to fill my dishwasher in pretty much the same way every time. Mm-hmm. like i have a place plates go yeah I have a place that's dishes kind of go. true except that i live with another person who has a completely different mental model of how dishwashers work oh, I, I do all of the dishwasher filling so, right now oh, okay all right so you're full on so yeah it's fully under my domain whereas for me dishwasher is like a two-player game of tetris where both players are <laughs> using different strategy different, different and so strategy you just rules. come across every time you open the dishwasher you come across some partially loaded or unloaded dishwasher based on whatever the previous state is and then you just pick up the game from there but do you know why you shouldn't clump them together um why you shouldn't put them all the same shape i don't know i just feel like random the randomness of seems like it would lend itself to more surfaces being because if they are if like let's say if all the spoons start spooning each other (laughs) that's right they'll they'll spoon each other and then they won't get yeah there's nothing that's one of my most uh like hated things is when someone starts loading a dishwasher such that like two dishes where there are like basically sealing 
food in between them such that like yeah and then they just don't get like, clean no mental model of how does this get sprayed could possibly spray that surface <laughs> well it just uses you know like like intense fusion lava heat 800 degree lava heat, right and then the, the food melts and passes drips through. out the bottom yeah but the plates are not damaged right because they have like, a higher melting know. point yeah, yeah, this is the, that's the really gold. new G. That's the 2022 GE model, still off of base. Yeah, that's right. But and then of course, you know, this is kind of obvious, but always put your knives facing down. But the for, sporks and foons, the sporks and foons, the sporks and foons <laughs> should face up. Uh, you put the knives face down just for safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because it doesn't really matter, but the, the forks and spoons should always face up. Our dishwasher has one of those little baskets that has like a little flap that gives you a bunch of holes and then you can stick all of the cutlery through holes in a grid. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then I go to put a, a, a spoon in and the, the shape of our cutlery doesn't fit through the hole. And so it just does nothing. Oh well, yeah. We're fortunate that, yeah, that, that we have like big holes and small holes and the knives fit in the big holes and the other ones fit in the small holes. So I do it that way. Yeah. We just have beefy but, uh, cutlery, I guess. Yeah, there, there were two other tips that I thought were interesting from this mm. list, and then I'll move on to my my third fact. But first of all, don't overload the dishwasher, which yeah. does make make sense, like you're saying. And then this one, which I'm just not going to do, mm. which is don't use the same setting every time. Like they mean, like evaluate how the dishwasher is loaded, and then put some thought into. That's it. right. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody's got time for that. <laughs> like. It, you, you need to get out the instruction manual and find the perfect setting for every type of wash with large platters with this or fragile this mm, or, it's like mm, nah i'm yes. not i will definitely use some of your ai ge yeah i'm not going to be doing that i want someone like a june oven to come around mm-hmm. and you know use machine learning to detect what stuff i have in there uh and then my final uh spot on this tour of reader's digest is the following fun fact you can put potatoes in the dishwasher to rinse them. Mm. So this came from a list of 13 random things that you could put in your dishwasher. And the whole list was kind of amazing. Potatoes, obviously no detergent on the top shelf. <laughs> yeah. But apparently just doing a rinse cycle uh, will clean all your potatoes. If you have a bunch mm-hmm. of them, you're making something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. You could put plastic hairbrushes in the dishwasher. That seems like a recipe for hair getting tangled in places that you don't well, want to Well, did untangle. you know that... Did you know that a hairbrush can can hold thirty five hundred colonies of bacteria? I mean, I don't. I do. I do now. Thank you for that. <laughs> Disgu- disgusting. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, pen holders. Pen, okay, yeah, that that's great because I have so many pen holders that need watching. <laughs> Stove knobs. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Actually, I never would have thought of that. Yeah, sponges. Mm. Small plastic kids' toys, which I feel like is kind of obvious. Yeah. Flip flops. Ew. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think I want those. I don't think I want feet and rain boots. Food dishes. Rain, rain, rain boots. That's at least as bad as the flip flops. Worse, probably. Yeah. Refrigerator shelves kind of makes sense. Mm-mm. Toothbrushes. Uh, okay. Toothbrush holders. Maybe just the holders. Yeah, the holders I've done for sure. Soap dishes, bathtub drain plugs, nail clippers and tweezers, which I feel like is also gross. Yeah. It's less gross than them putting your flip flops in there though. Razors. you wash razors? Are we supposed to be washing razors? Oh no. No, I don't who washes their razor? Just... <laughs> and finally pet toys and bowls. So I feel like I learned a lot from Reader's Digest about 
dishwashers. I learned some things. Oh, also there was uh, there was this amazing link that I was really hoping to include in this about how dishwashers are one of the appliances that are not worth repairing because it's cheaper to replace them than to repair them. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I click on the link and then the article about it literally says the opposite thing. I mean, I had our dishwasher repaired for like an eighth of the cost of replacing it like a few weeks ago. No, it's literally like lists the two things. It literally lists the two things and is like, hmm, depends how old your dishwasher is. And I'm like, this (laughs) is not, this is not, come on. There are a lot of, I mean, you come across this a lot more doing something like Fun Fact, but there are a lot of uh headlines or links that just literally the contents of the thing that it links to or that it's headlining says the opposite of it of what right it's like oh since (laughs) since you should always pre-rinse or rinse your dishes link and then you click on the link and it's like five reasons why you shouldn't pre-rinse your dishes (laughs) you know and it's just like just no one even just don't even sandy check that they're just like, all right, there you go. There's your reference. That's right. They're just like, we're done here. Mm-hmm. We did the thing. It's kind of, I mean, you know, it's vaguely an interesting article, but it's not great because it's just like literally just tells you the average prices. I mean, I would say don't don't repair a microwave. Seems like a fairly mm-hmm. reasonable. It's just way cheaper to just buy a new one. Yeah, that's not super expensive. Uh, don't repair a freezer. I mean, anything. But dishwashers. Anything that costs less than 200 bucks, you're going to probably lose money getting it repaired just because a lot of repair people will charge like a minimum a $100 or some, 100 and something yeah. just to come look at it. But for dishwashers, they said the average cost for repair is $204 and a new entry level top rated Bosch is $764. So what are we doing here, Reader's Digest? Yeah, so then now like, you're calling into question all these other Reader's Digest facts. I am using bulletproof sources like Wikipedia that can't possibly be wrong. <laughs> and you're using the some, fly, some by night. fly by night. <laughs> yeah, operation of Reader's Digest. Yeah. Anyway, I just couldn't believe that I ended up on the most Allen yeah, that, co- corner of That all. is definitely my, not as much the Reader's Digest part, but definitely the dishwasher part. I'm going to throw in another dishwasher tip um yeah which i think is helping they came from that video that i was saying that watch of how does it work inside which is interesting you just like google dishwasher videos on youtube explainers it's interesting to have that build that mental model of of how it works um but their their suggestion in that video was that the way dishwashers typically work is they do a, a cycle with no soap and then they trigger the little soap flip or the detergent flip and then then they do a second cycle with the detergent um, and which mm-hmm. like makes sense because that's why you put it in the little door and you close the door. But the the suggestion from this was that uh, it can be helpful to put a bit of detergent in just on the door, or if it has a little slot. A lot of dishwashers have a little slot for like pre wash, which sounds just like a scheme to sell more detergent. Yes, but apparently it can help uh, because detergent, as we covered quite a few episodes ago, um, is uh, helps uh, break up. Uh, oils and things it's a surfactant it helps the water do its job and so if you put a little bit of that pre-wash in uh, apparently it, it can it's an underused tactic in dishwashing um implementation so if, you're, if they're not coming out fully clean then check well, out i will also one. include a, a link to this uh gopro inside a dishwasher <laughs> video which is fun it was not as mind-blowing as i hoped mm. Not as good as the GoPro that fell off of a 
skydiver's helmet uh, in the plane and then fell all the way to the ground and then landed on a and then got by a Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll link that one too. Not as good as that. You should put that in the show notes and people will probably really enjoy it. Maybe I should bleep that out because it's a spoiler for what. It's more fun if you don't know what's going to happen when it lands. Yeah. I already forgot what you said, so it's fine. (laughs) I wasn't... Like, uh, to call uh, attention to a sadly no longer with us podcast, uh, all uh, all consuming, I wasn't actually listening (laughs) to what you were saying. So. I'm really sad that one's gone, but uh, I, I understand. We'll pour one out. Yeah. Um, any? Do you have any other dishwasher? No, no, that was it. That was my dishwasher. Extravaganza. Dish extravaganza. Well, luckily, yeah, as we planned, I have a fact that's related to that in that it relates to water. Oh, wow. This is amazing. The synergy. I know. We had two heat-related facts, and then, but then it's also two water-related facts in a row. Yeah, the synergy the is synergy. incredible. Yeah. Fun fact: hippos are one of the few mammals that can't swim. But aren't hippos always in water? Pretty much always. <laughs> they just <laughs> are basically always in water. That seems like a bad evolutionary decision. You, it's, it's, it's it would seem like it would be a bad combo if you. Were to think about well, what do I know about hippos? They're probably huge. one of the few things would be that they're huge. Yeah, uh, and then one of the other few things you'd probably be able well, that they go move around in the water, like yeah, presumably they move so. in water. Um, but uh, apparently, the way they move in water is not swimming. They are too dense. What? Yeah, I uh, first of all I don't thought, insult don't insult their intelligence like that. I don't appreciate. Very, that. I'm t- potentially very clever, uh, but uh, very muscular. They, you think that they look blubbery. They look like yeah. blubbly blobby, like but, giant but, blobby blobs. But apparently, they are ripped. Wow! Yeah. Just, just like the kingpin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those broad shoulders, broad everything. It's just like wow. You look like that guy looks like he's real fat, but actually, Mm-mm. all he muscle, is just muscle, and you're yeah. in trouble. And that's part of why they weigh so much. Like a a hippo can weigh three thousand pounds. Um, that's a lot of pounds yeah and like not that something couldn't weigh three thousand pounds based on fat but they would need to be even substantially larger yeah in terms of volume Ah, okay so they're they're that's why they're so in you know uh comparatively compact so they're comparatively compact for their weight and uh vicious and and strong um but yeah they, unfortunately they, not nice it's so sad not nice the hippo is not friendly you, you can play with the baby hippo but once it starts to get in much bigger they are territorial and uh strong enough uh three thousand pounds mostly muscle will just uh yeah give them a huge amount of space um but the thing that's like the fairly obvious follow-on question as to uh if hippos can't swim, then how do they go around in water? Uh, and the answer is that they walk along the bottom. <laughs> well, so, yeah, okay. so they can only go in very shallow water. They can go in shallow water, and then but they can hold their breath for a really long time. And so if it's deeper water, then they just sink, just not having to do anything. They just sink because they're heavy. And then when they get to the bottom, they just kick off like an astronaut. And then float back. And then what? float back up. But they sail back up, and then they land, and then they kick off like an astronaut off the bottom. Wait. That's the coolest thing. Do you have a video of that? Yeah, I can I can link a video of that. That's so cool. Okay, so the hippo looks like it's swimming, but actually it's just able to hold its breath and jumping around. It's jumping around on the bottom of the water. That's and so like pushing fun. off of stuff. But that must be hard to do because you're so dense. 
Well, it's a lot easier to do underwater. Like imagine well, yeah. when you're a kid, you go into the pool and yeah. then you like go underwater and then you can like kick off the walls and like feel like I you're still, uh, doing. Still do. Well, yeah, obviously. Still do that. Let's all be not, honest. Not, I'm not too ashamed. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say <laughs> that I still do that. It's really fun. Uh, and so that's yeah. what the hippo is like. Imagine how know. good they feel when they're like 3000 pounds. And so when they're up on the shore, they probably feel a little ungainly. Yeah, but, I bet they do. Just but walking then, around, hippoing. Yeah, but when they're kicking around and um, walking around like a hippo astronaut slash kung fu master. Then, yeah, kung fu master is what it is. Right? Yeah, they yeah. look pretty pleased when they're doing it too in the video. So we'll link that. They do. They look like they're having a really good time. I think I would hang out with a hippo baby. Yeah, a hippo baby is basically 100% win. And then once it becomes, uh, like mean. in that video, I think they actually... I think it was that video. One of the things I saw, I was doing my very important hippo research. Um, they were talking about how there was like this baby hippo that was born early and everyone is all very, everyone wanted to like see it and all the, the caretakers wanted to snuggle it. But before long, it was uh, enough bigger than them that it was dangerous to like snuggle it or touch it. No. Like, Cause it's just, uh, I just, I, I want to hug all the cute animals. I know. I know. It's yeah. understandable. Um, but I, I do feel like I was just particularly struck by this idea that hippos can't swim because they're the the closest living relative to whales, huh. right? And you would think they would have at least like be able be to able swim to at swim all for their un- yeah. the underperformer in that family grouping. Whatever. No, they're awesome. They're jumping around. They're <laughs> they, doing stuff. Yeah, they do, they do look like they're having. Fun. They're living their best life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great fact. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Bonus fun fact. Bonus fact. I'm ready. The uh, the group of animals that contains hippos and whales and all their their uh, extinct uh, re- other relatives. Uh-huh. It's called Whippomorpha, a portmanteau of whale and hippo. Whippo. <laughs> Scientists. They love the naming. It seems serious sometimes. I'm joking around. What is a group of hippos called? Oh, I'm just gonna make it up because uh, it's like more fun. Yeah, that's better than the real thing. Well, I know there's a crash of rhinos, and I kind of feel like crash of hippos would go well too. But then seeing them going around, gli- like gliding and and floating, like a flotilla. I'm gonna go with float. But they don't float, so it shouldn't be flotilla. A bloat of hippos. A bloat. Ooh, that's not great. Uh, you, apparently, they could flattering. also be called a raft of hippos. Oh, that's better. A but then it sounds of floaty. Hippos. Raft sounds floaty, and they don't float. Or a or a. Or a herd of hippos, which is boring. I no. think the best one still is crows, because a murder of crows, although a parliament of rooks is incredible. Yeah, parliament's the best. Yeah, I think you also get a parliament of owls. Parliament of rooks is amazing. But a murder of a murder of crows and an unkindness of ravens, I always thought was really good. Is that is that that seems like pretty made up. Is that really Yeah. What is it of ravens called? An unkindness of ravens. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh huh. There's that little thing that, uh, oh, apparently an alternative net term for a group of ravens is a treachery of ravens, which is also That's awesome. also good, but an unkindness, a conspiracy of ravens, mm-hmm. but an unkindness of ravens is just like, mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. But a parliament of rooks is has always been a, a grumble of pugs. That's incredible. <laughs> 
I like how I said, like, is an unkindness <laughs> kindness made up? And we're like, no, it's not made up. It's old. I'm like, oh, okay. it's old. But it's, it's like really just old. as made up as the thing about pugs, which is obviously, well, yeah, for sure, recently made a, up, and so that it feels made up. A celebration of polar bears. Oh, I like that. That makes me happy. Oh, owls are also a parliament. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, they're pretty parliamentary. Animals. Yeah, a consortium of octopuses. What? I mean, or I guess it's octopi. It's, it depends on the corporate structure. Yeah, for real. A muscular. <laughs>